What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Andrea Bunica, who's the founder of Mean Bean. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hello. I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing really well. Excited to learn more about what you're working on. For people that haven't heard of Mean Bean, can you kind of share what you're up to and what you're working on? Yeah, definitely. So uh, Mean Bean is a pocket AR projector that's meant to enable wearable and screen-free remote interactions between people. So uh, the goal is to basically democratize AR and open it up to the community and basically create affordable small devices that don't really require you to turn into a cyborg to be able to have augmented experiences. So I have a couple of questions on like the landscape here and then I'm curious, you know, want to dive in more into this. So if someone wanted to experience AR, you know, um, right now, kind of like what, how is someone able to do that? Um, and with, with, with Mean Bean, can you kind of explain, because um, I'm like a light on, on knowledge on AR, can you kind of explain um, how you're doing what you're doing, what the experience is like, I guess a little bit of the user experience. So what, what, how do things work now and kind of what are you introducing to the fold? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, currently in the world of AR, which is still quite infant, you basically have this very high end, quite expensive products so you've got stuff like HoloLens or you've got stuff like Magic Leap, which are kind of like market dominant right now. And it always requires you to wear this kind of like heavy uh, headset and you basically turn into a cyborg for a little while. Um, and it's not really accessible to everyone because not everyone can afford to pay like a thousand plus USD in order to access these devices. So it's very reserved to a, with you, um, a certain category of, of people. And with MeanBean, what I basically want to do is to bring this small device that's uh, in, the fir- in its first version is going to be a phone add-on. So it's going to be using your phone's Android and your phone camera. It's going to be running on uh, basically like machine vision. Um, and what's happening is that it's going to be extremely affordable and you can mount it anywhere you want. And then instead of having to put a headset on, you're basically just able to put your phone on a table or pointing at a wall or pointing at like a set of a scene of objects that you want to interact with. And it's going to be performing a live projection mapping, essentially protocol. It's going to allow you to interact via gestures with these projections with, you know, another person. Maybe you want to play chess, you want to have like cocktail classes or, you know, whatever else you can imagine for. We're trying to keep the platform open for people to build their own experiences. So um, one more question on the product, and I'll go into the kind of the, mm-hmm. the origin of story, why you wanted to build this. So 
is it actually, um, tell me if, if I'm in a misunderstood, let me know, but is it like a, you put something on your phone and then it gives it almost superpowers in some ways? Like, so yes. for example, if I had an Android, I'd put it on my phone and then I could like project things into the real world, into the world. Is that, is that ultimately the, the flow here? Yes, yes, exactly. So the first version of, of the product is literally a phone add-on that's going to, as you said, give your phone superpowers. So from a phone is going to turn into this, you know, projection device that can replace your you know, computer for the day or whatever you want to use it for. Got it. That's very exciting. Um, I want to hear about the, the, the origin story. Why, this is, you know, new industry, very exciting, lots of, you know, future market. I'm curious for you, though, why, why do you want to get into this? What's interesting about AR for you and what's the origin story for Mean Bean? Yeah. Okay. So um, it all started during the pandemic. So I was in my um, master's in robotics. It was third semester and I fleed Barcelona like a, in a very like refugee way. <laughs> Um, and I couldn't really focus on my, my master's course anymore because I saw that the world is changing and there is a huge opportunity to basically push for, you know, more ethical values in tech, especially, and in the way in which we do things because people are a lot more uh, sensitive to matters of communication and of, you know, health and values in general in, in, this, uh, in this period. So it all kind of began with me noticing that everything is changing in the future of work and in the way in which people are communicating and more and more teams are becoming distributed. So my first thought was, okay, let's make a kind of like productivity tool. Let's make a device to enable people to better brainstorm or have that ideation phase of their project done in a much more effective way because teams lose money over it. But after I spoke to quite a bunch of people in the first, you know, discovery phase, I understood that people don't want just another productivity tool. They're super sick of it. There's already a lot of stuff online going on and they just want ways to, to connect with people in a more genuine and human way, which is something that's missing right now because we're just sitting in front of our laptops the entire day. And you know, it's not very comfortable whether you're working or you're having like after work drinks, you're still just in front of a screen. So AR, the market in itself, it's quite young. And for me, this, this, uh, this characteristic paired with what's happening within the pandemic and this openness, it's a huge opportunity to basically drive the course of an entire market. Because if we manage to build much like ethical and better foundations for this market right now, it's not going to, to go into the same kind of like dangerous path that other very big companies took, you know, during, during their life course. So for me, AR is, is extremely important because I know it's going to be the future. Like eventually we're going to have our world augmented and it's extremely important to do it in a way in which it involves community and it's ethical and we do it together because it's eventually it's the future of our world. Like we're all going to share this augmented reality. What, what do you think, how should people that aren't in the industry right now kind of think about it? Um, think about AR and not necessarily prep for it, but like I, I remember the first time I, I kind of understood AR was like, I think it was when Snapchat came out with their like original spectacles. This was like back in 2015 or 2014. And like, I read an article, maybe Robert, someone uh, in the industry that was like, Oh, like, um, Oh no, it was when the spectacles allowed them to see things. Anyways, I, I saw that like worlds will be built in AR um, and I'm just like, this is, this is a whole new frontier. What do you think 
um, people like me, people listening, should understand about AR, more specifically where AR is going that we may not understand yet because it's still a, a, an early industry? Yeah. So I think there's obviously multiple paths towards which AR can go. One of them is complete world augmentation and this immersive uh, characteristic that everyone's speaking about and you can see it in AR, you can see it in VR and people are kind of obsessed with this escapism of it all but I think it can also go towards a very different direction where it's actually enhancing the current life that we have but for this you basically need a very good education of the public first so instead of trying to feed it just in a gamified way and in a way in which people feel that, okay, I can go there to escape my physical reality, it can actually be promoted as a physical tool that can be helped, that can actually aid extremely, you know, serious tasks, you know, starting with just fun and just augmenting your world, but then it can be used to democratize education, it can be used to help people actually have functional distributed teams. So if we bring it to a point where it's cheap and accessible enough, it actually can actually become an aid to the reality that we already know and understand. And I feel like my goal is to make this a, a lifestyle, not a technological movement. It's not about the tech being cool or about, you know, the next big like flashy thing, but it's about us incorporating technology in a healthy way into our lifestyles. And I'll kind of like get into that a little more in regards to like what you want to build. If you were to look out, um, you know, look out into the future for, for, for me and Bean and like what you want to build, what, what does it look like after, you know, five years pass, 10 years pass, 15 years pass, or I guess in other words, like what's, what's the big vision here? Um, you know, and what is the world, I guess another way I'll ask the question specific to you is because AR augments current world, almost creates new worlds. What's the world we'll be living in? in 15 years, you know, if mean being, you know, gets huge. Yeah. So I think I just imagine this world where you basically have projections integrating with the actual physical world and they're overlaid. But the important part here is that you understand their projections, you can control them and they're collaborative. Um, if you ask like long-term vision, so sure, like right now our first like go-to-market thing is entertainment, as I said, trying to make things a bit more light for people and, you know, easy to digest while being uh, in distributed locations. But in the future, my great dream is to make this um, as a very, very like cheap device that's accessible for everyone and that you can essentially start, you know, having education in places that weren't accessible before. So right now, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of social and political issues here that could be used via having very, very good distributed systems and devices in place, like MainBeam, for example. Um, and like currently, education is one of them. It's extremely expensive. Not everyone has access to it. And it's a fundamental problem of society. So if you would manage in five years to have a, a device that's accessible to anyone and anyone can create this interactive learning experience, for example, you could even like learn chemistry or like rocket science remotely. You wouldn't need to be there physically. You wouldn't need to pay for it. And you could still like, you know, have access to these resources. So I think the grand vision, the vision is to like, you know, give it to the community enough so we can actually make all this amazing, you know, a bit, a bit less selfless things happen. 
And to make this happen, obviously, it'll take a village, as it always does with startups and movements. Um, and luckily, you got a village listening to this podcast right now. Um, so my question for you is, how can the Forward Thinking Founders community help you make this vision come to life? Are you hiring? Are you looking for investors? Are you, you know, looking for users, customers? How can the community assist? Mm-hmm. Okay, so currently I'm in a stage where I'm trying to build a team and a mentor sport for, for my startup because I, I did reach a point where I realized it's impossible to do this by, my, by myself. As you said, it takes a, a village. So essentially, if anyone has a, any, you know, if he's taking men- mentees or is looking for, you know, joining a startup on a like tech role or something like that, I would definitely be interested to, to chat. And then if someone wants to learn more about this, um, get involved in any capacity, how can they find you online? Do you have a URL, social media? Can they email you? How can someone get in touch? Yes. So they can either find me on LinkedIn and I've also posted about this opportunity over there and you can just DM me. And if not, you can just email me at Andrea, double E, at meanbean.com. Great. Well, I appreciate you coming out of the podcast. Best of luck with Mean Bean. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there and you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising the early days, how they got their customers. We do these every single week with another, you know, really great founder that has been on the podcast. Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you are kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.